0: Let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon.
1: And then there were three. Three games left in the 2020 NFL season. Conference Championship Sunday is coming up. Fast approaching Mike Harmon. Get Mike on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. But the the weekend that some think is the greatest weekend in football Turned out to have some interesting games, some interesting twists and turns here and there, but by and large, when you talk about stat stuffers wasn't that much when it comes to a fantasy perspective when you're looking at what happened across those four games in two two days
0: yeah basically you got your tom brady right two and one even though the yardage wasn't immense hey, anytime you can steal a rushing touchdown with the greatest quarterback sneak runner of all time who gets disrespected and no high five from the official i showed that to my kids they thought that was the greatest attempt by a, a player ever. <laughs> and I looked at my daughter, uh, you know, the one that plays soccer, my younger daughter, and I said, you're going to try that the next time you score, aren't you? She goes, you know I will. I said, good girl. Uh, and then, obviously, Aaron Rodgers and, and the Packers put up 32, but, you know, you spread it around, right? Everybody yeah. got fed a little bit, so nobody dominant. Buffalo, you know, what a great defensive matchup. Uh, opportunity squandered. KC Cleveland. I mean, all good games, just from a fantasy perspective. A lot of just <laughs> especially when you have Michael Thomas with his big fat zero, no matter how much he lobbies on social media, that it was a catch, that was a touchdown. No, it wasn't. Get over yourself.
1: Well, let's work from that point. We'll work back throughout the weekend that was, but the Tampa Bay Saints game, I I know Alvin Kamara had a nice day on the ground, not fantasy-wise, but Uh, 80-plus yards on the ground in that contest. But realistically, Mike, I thought that they missed Taysom Hill. I thought that they missed Latavius Murray. And when you're looking for the guy to really have the big play at quarterback, it was not Taysom Hill. Breeze, yeah, he had the touchdown pass, but we know about the three interceptions. It was Jameis Winston who maybe, yeah. I mean, it was just one play. But when you look all around and you wanted to judge, maybe the one play was the one of the few good things that happened to the Saints on Sunday.
0: Well, Traquan Smith comes off the IR, and well, he's your two-touchdown performer of the day, I guess in a daily fantasy league, he wouldn't have cost you much, so he would have been worth at least a look-see. But there was no guarantee when we last spoke that he was coming off IR, right? Uh, I don't know that he would have had Taysom Hill and Latavius Murray been available. But you saw how much different was while Brady, as we said, wasn't dominant, the difference between where he is and where Breeze is is quite obvious and you know i I saw a twitter thread from that post game that was kind of funny right where the kids are all running around the little sister is just beating up the brother dropping every wwe finishing move i've ever seen and then brady throws the the fade to the corner you know goes over the top to to one of breeze's kids they go wouldn't it be great if breeze's kid got in the car and go hey dad can you make that throw
1: Oh, that's cold.
0: It's cold. That's but, cold. But, hey, you know what? A lot of positivity for that you know, scene of the two guys embracing. But for fantasy purposes, yeah, just a, a very quiet day. Uh, again, the Brady rushing touchdown helps. But for New Orleans, a lot of questions to be answered going forward. That Jameis Winston thing was a thing of beauty. I almost thought it was going to be like uh, a manager going to the bullpen. All right, that's it. You're in, big boy. Go start think, winging it.
1: Yeah, I think that – I don't want to say that Sean Payton didn't do it for sentimental reasons because they were they were trying to win the football game. I will say this. I think that the biggest play of that game was the Jared Cook fumble. You could talk about Drew Brees' interceptions, but you're up seven, under five minutes to go in the third quarter, and now you're completing a third down and getting into Tampa Territory where if their drives were going to be anything like they were, probably would have taken that down to the end of the third quarter. And if you punch it in, you're up two scores, and what do you know? And then in the blink of an eye, uh, Cook gets the first down, but then as he's running, they force the fumble. Devin White picks it up, and then Buccaneers end up scoring on that ensuing drive to make it 20-20. And it was at that point that I thought, yeah, I I I didn't necessarily see it for the Saints in that aspect. For the Buccaneers, Mike, as, as they move on, and we'll take a little look at their their matchup with the Packers a little bit later on in the podcast, but, I mean, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, we know Ronald Jones has got the quad injury, but uh, basically 50-50 in the backfield, but it's Fournette who ends up being the, the pass catcher for the Buccaneers. Even a better day than Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, it was Leonard Fournette, the one that was leading Tampa on Sunday.
0: Shocking, and awe, right? Right. We talked about Cameron Bright probably having a role, and he did four for 50. But when Leonard Fournette is the go-to, and look, he catches the ball in stride. Ronald Jones is still trying to figure something out in the passing game. I don't know how you're getting to the end of year two of your NFL career to where there's still variables to it in, in terms of completing your route. And certainly, as we've talked about all season long, securing a catch. But you look at the way Brady spread the ball around what you had nine different receivers, you know, active in the game for New Orleans, a total of 10 mm-hmm. uh, in terms of guys targeted. But it's it's just funny. Right. Just find the open man. And, and that's and that's the big thing. We talk about it all the time. And and maybe I, I should start putting it in a swear jar. But you win the turnover battle, you win football games. Right. That, that's it. You know, there's there's outliers and there are times where obviously it doesn't work. If you're playing in a close game, you lose one nothing or one two in that or two one in that category. But here, like that's the tail of the tape. And everybody discounted the Tampa defense because of the 38 three shellacking that they took. They were still eighth in total defense for the year. They were the bet of the four teams remaining. They were the best defense in the NFL this season, and yes, that one got away. But that was also a Tampa team that wasn't playing; that only played together a a couple of games with everybody involved. And for this one, right, coming off the Washington game, again, the defense was discounted. You know, Devin White, he was back. (laughs) Right. Yeah, did not even playing in that game? <laughs>
1: they, they were they were tops against the run in the NFL. They allowed the fewest yards per game uh to teams on the ground. So now you may get Vita Vea back for the NFC title right. game, which is a whole other story. Uh yeah, there's a, Tampa is is really they're really trending in the right direction but doing it in a way that I don't think necessarily stands uh stands out because yeah, it's not sexy. No, it's not. It's not. But when you figure out the matchups, and that's all it is. It's not a. It's not a four-game winning streak. You want four one-game winning streaks if you're Tampa in the playoffs. And in those matchups, they've seemed to fare pretty well. Daily fantasy uh, for for that aspect on Sunday, I, I took a few dabbles and just realized that when when you're picking the Buccaneers and and. For for what we had with the Saints as well, you were trying to find a bit of the cheaper value, so a break was good. I took a chance at Scotty Miller, and because sure. we love Scotty Miller on this podcast, yeah. but just never saw the field until Antonio Brown got dinged up, and then when he does, he has a huge twenty nine yard catch. So I don't know if you want to go to that well too often, but for, from your point, for as many guys as Brady is targeting, it's really difficult to get value with the top guys, and then to figure out which of the middle guys are actually. Going going to cash in i mean much like anything it's a crap shoot but there's just there are real no tells when it comes to the tampa bay buccaneers target wise for godwin maybe but still seven targets only four catches 34 yards in the win.
0: yeah i mean the big thing is you're just taking you're, they're not going to let you beat you over the top with mike evans we knew Lattimore had done a hell of a job on him uh in the regular season and now you go ahead and i, I got to imagine he draws uh jair alexander which means he's probably a no factor for mm-hmm. you in the in the title game this coming week, which means more Godwin and to your point, a Scotty Miller or if Antonio Brown's full tilt, then him, you know, with the tight ends you're touchdown dependent as mm-hmm. always. yep, and Gronk either scores like if I can get him points for his blocking on the edge to help the run game, then we're all feeling good. I, I hope he knows which conference he's representing going <laughs> forward video that making is right hey back to the afc title no 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 and they look at him very disappointed let's do another take so yeah it's it's such a such a hard team to to fathom so you just grab some popcorn and watch i think is the best advice
1: yeah, you may also get drawn in at some Tyler Johnson, but for as much as they raved about him, I on made the one, one catch. catch.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's what
1: it was, and it was just the one target. It was a great catch. Yes, it was
0: important catch. Yes, but
1: <laughs> very much so. But for for the purposes of fantasy, uh, not really there. So we kind of move off the Saints. We won't move off the Saints completely for the season, because uh, once all the games are done, Mike and I will look ahead to fantasy in the 2021 season. But let's look at who the Buccaneers' opponent is going to. To be on Sunday in that NFC title game, and that's the Packers who took care of the Rams. Uh, this was the game where uh, I, I don't want to say that Aaron Rodgers was saved by the touchdown from Alan Lazard considering he dropped one earlier, so I'm going to call it a push, but it, it, Green Bay, for as dominant as Devontae Adams was, uh, still had his nine catches, but Lazard ends up being the, the point getter on, on yardage, or at least gets him on yardage in the backfield for his as great as aaron jones was you still have jamal williams now there but green bay with the best offensive output that we saw of any of the teams this weekend
0: boy I, i'm at the point where you know we do it during the regular season and when a quarterback's bad it becomes the look how many interceptable balls he throws aaron Rodgers gets away with at least two or three a game because i think the defenders are are just surprised it gets on him, <laughs> right the, <laughs> So the Rams score at the end of the half, and it's like, ah, I joked on Twitter immediately. Ah, they left him too much time. Sure enough, they get downfield, and he throws two would-be interceptions, mm-hmm. but both guys drop them. All right, field goal. <laughs> Go to halftime. It's like, wait a minute. Catch the ball. Uh, and then the fortuitous, you know, we got, we got balls bouncing back to quarterbacks all the time on would-be fumbles, right? The Dylan fumble. Yeah, you know, Rodgers is Johnny on the spot. That ends up becoming the Lazard touchdown reception on that drive. So, uh, just crazy. But, you know, Adams, you know the targets are always going to be there, double digits, week in, week out, no matter who they play. Uh, Tanyan's going to get his targets. Uh, Valdez, Scantling, you know, they're going to take the shots down the sidelines, but those are more 50-50 balls, right, against most defenses. All in all, you know – for the Rams, I felt cheated that Aaron Donald was playing at about eight percent. He was yeah, that guy. Your geez. battery is just about done when you need to make a call. And you're like, look, we're gonna get about three minutes into this call. You know, like me, sometimes when I get here out of the out of the show into the podcast, like, damn it, I forgot a charger. But it's the the same thing here. Is uh, you know that defense got beat up on the ground early.
1: Yeah, and and yeah, Donald obviously was not the same, but you know, credit to Green Bay, the the targets were there. Yeah. That you knew that Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey was going to be on Devonte Adams at times during the games and and during the game, and they uh, took their opportunities to to get other guys. Speaking of Aaron Jones and his situation, numbers saved uh, not necessarily by the touchdown, but the sixty yard run that he had, mm-hmm. and and so that so that really helps out. But listen, Jamal Williams carries the ball well. If you're looking for value, there's always the opportunity he could end up punching one in the end zone. I still wouldn't uh, shy away from Jones, even against the Buccaneers' run defense for the simple fact of he does seem to be the only option they would have out of the backfield in catching the football because A.J. Dillon's not going to do that. And and, and to your point, we still don't know about his health moving forward, but if they were going to throw and do anything out of the backfield, it would be Aaron Jones.
0: Yeah, 47 receptions on the year, so uh, I would expect them to try to – to utilize him over pursuit right that thing the Packers do and Rodgers just kind of waits and then dumps it over the top we've seen that how many times lead to lap our executive producer is just kind of smiling because he knows that that Play will be run at least a handful of times. Then it becomes, uh, how well are you tackling in there? By the way, how much did you love the Jalen Ramsey? Let me blame you and stomp around like a five-year-old when Adam scored. I showed that play, like I just shown, because the girls always ask, like, "All right, did I miss anything?" You know, you're going to talk about football, and sometimes their their teachers on a Monday, will bring up their favorite team or whatever. And so I'm like, all right, let me arm you with this. And I showed them that play. I was like, why is he stomping like that? It's like, because he's trying to deflect, because he doesn't want that to look like it's his fault.
1: So, somebody was in his way as he was trying to come across the field. It didn't slide over. It, it was not his <laughs> fault. And you knew he just, he knew that that was going to go on his ledger, <laughs> that it was going to be a Devontae Adams touchdown against Jalen Ramsey, which is funny, because you mentioned the Mike Evans, Marshawn Ladder. I mean, that's, that's the rivalry that just keeps on On giving. Mm -hmm. That was Evan's only catch of the game. And, you know, he had the wacky stat line, uh, you know, in week one uh, as well <laughs> against the Saints. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it, it's really crazy when you have these top corners going up against against these top wide receivers, and, and Lattimore Evans is classic. And who knows? Maybe we'll get to see a bunch more of Ramsey against Adams throughout the years. Uh, we'll have to see. But Green Bay, I, I really actually like Aaron Rodgers' opportunities uh, against Tampa in the NFC title game. Uh, you'd have to think that Adams is going to be more of a, more of an option with the absence of jalen ramsey so of of all the plays that we're going to have um in the nfc championship that you could you could go with i would just try to in my eyes try to lock up rogers or try to lock up devonte adams at whatever price because i think that's where green bay is going to make it. its hay. i think they're going to have a difficult time running the football so i think it's on the shoulders of rogers
0: and we're still looking at an over under of 51 Points sure. are expected in this one. So, uh, as they say, dance with who brung you at the high cost and then fill out with value.
1: The uh, AFC showdown on Sunday it will be the Bills and Chiefs. Let's start with what the Chiefs did against the Browns because I guess we just don't know about Patrick Mahomes. I think we know. But as of this recording, we don't know. But Chad Hattie, know. baby! It's, <laughs> there's, yeah. There is no way that Patrick Mahomes doesn't clear concussion protocol but even with him not playing in that fourth quarter, there is still something that is just off with Kansas City. And I don't know if it's teams taking away Tyree Kill and Nicole Hardman flying down the field for an 80-yard touchdown. I don't know if that's that's what's missing. I I think it's their lack of running game, even though Daryl Williams now seems to got, to be the guy with Clyde Edwards. He laid out playing in that divisional game. But, Mike, something seems off with Kansas City's Offense, but it's just it's not glaring right now there's just something under the surface that doesn't seem right
0: I think you 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 hit it on the head going to into the running game like there's just nobody that you fear like Williams is, is solid and obviously averaging six yards a carry 13 for 78 on the game is great four catches out of the backfield but you're more concerned with Kelsey And with Tyreek Hill. So you're looking at the way the defense is playing. Their best play is run quarterback runs, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's it's like you were playing video games, right? The old, hey, you guys run downfield, quarterback stands around, and then you can run for like 40 yards because the defense has to come back to you. I mean, we saw that with the Henny run. I felt like it was the same thing. It's like everything's deployed downfield. It's like, wait, I got a field of green in front of me. And and the Mahomes play, I mean, this is the off-debated, is he was dealing with a bad wheel. I was more yep. concerned with his foot off of the first review, right, uh, than his head. When they said concussion protocol, I was like, wait a minute, what? And then you see it again. It's like, Okay. Look, everybody, you don't know how hard things are hitting. You just hit the right spot, whatever. But I have no doubt he'll be cleared. But I think you watch Chad Henny come in, and they they had great confidence in him quite clearly. And that was the money play that he picked on Saturday to have in the repertoire that ended up sealing that game. But uh, once again, though, the red zone offense is a problem.
1: Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And, and their kicking game is is a bit of a problem because I thought that maybe Harrison Butker had an opportunity to kind of break out of the funk, and, and it, he seemed to have done it over the, the latter part of the season. It just didn't necessarily happen for him on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns, missed just no extra. PATs,
0: baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> missed extra point, yeah. Missed field goals, uh, yeah. It was it was tough. And, you know, and, and even taking a look, taking a look at some you know daily fantasy options that you're going to have. It's funny because uh, Daryl Williams may be the best option at running back in that AFC Championship yeah. game, as crazy as it is, because Buffalo just doesn't seem to have any uh, any care in the world to want to run the football and. When you see a, what a Devin Singletary just looking at, you know, just looking at some some early numbers for some daily games. Daryl Williams is is worth more in those in those contests. So yeah, I I, I think to stick with the Chiefs, you're dead on in saying Daryl Williams doesn't put any threat into anything. So even if you run him, and even with those great numbers, you're still defending Travis Kelsey and you're still defending Tyree Kill. Not that you should shy away from them that they're still getting their numbers, but yeah, it's just it's a different Chiefs team. I don't know if the way that this game's going to play out on Sunday will be will be the difference in maybe breaking them out of that funk. But they haven't been necessarily the same team, I would say, since that first half against Tampa. Oh yeah. When they, yeah, you know, I would say when they jumped out and we were like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. From that point on, they've seemed to be a little different squad.
0: Bogged down, uh, the inconsistency with the run game. We talked about the red zone inefficiencies on both sides of the ball have come back to bite them with some regularity here. I mean, obviously still getting out wins, but sweating it out a little bit more. I think everybody mm-hmm. wanted to see what Baker Mayfield could do with one more possession just because the sure. great theater, right? You're looking for theater because, look, the Saturday matchups, unless you were a fan of the team's. You did a lot of shrugging, I think, for most of those games. So when it, when it came down to KC and Cleveland, and you, you see Cleveland fighting and Chad Henney hanging on, you are hoping for that last minute uh, to show, but you're, you're not getting the big explosive plays, right? Rodgers is throwing guys open 40 yards downfield, smiling and winking at everybody before he's winging it. KC, it's been a bit of a chore. Victories, but not in the same fashion to which we'd become accustomed 53 and a half, the over under in this one though. So uh, Vegas, at least early on anticipating some fireworks.
1: Yeah. You know, I, you know, Travis Kelsey is going to be so much more expensive than any other, you know, tight end that you're going to, you're going to want to play, but still, I just, I think that the opportunities are there. And yeah, I think that there are, I think this is going to be a crazy game. I actually like both quarterbacks. I really like Josh Allen in the game Mm -hmm. uh, for, just for fantasy purposes, of the four quarterbacks playing, this may sound crazy, but I would maybe put Allen 1, Rogers 2, and Mahomes 3. I can't believe I'm actually saying that. But with his situation, I do think that Kansas City will give in and want to run the ball more. I think Buffalo is fine and just saying, all right, let's just do a shootout because we think that we can score more points than you. So I actually would – I would actually – I like Allen the most this week, and then uh, Brady obviously would be the least. But I actually like Rodgers better than, than Patrick Mahomes, as crazy as it may seem.
0: Well, you got – the Green Bay offense has been consistent. Right, They're still putting up explosive plays, big plays, at least one one a game, whether it's Devontae Adams finding space or it's been Lazard or MVS. Right, One mm-hmm. of them is finding a big play for you every week. And the combination, you know you've got balance on your offense, so they've got to be play honestly with Aaron, Aaron Jones, and obviously it would help if Dylan's available. Right, yeah. If you have all three of those guys available, that's a much different animal than any of these – teams these other teams are dealing with because you got three guys I mean look at the way they, they attacked this game right it was sledgehammer Rodgers put up big numbers but it was the run game that set it all up
1: yeah and I just I and, and maybe maybe Alvin Kamara showed something with the 80 yards against the Buccaneers I just think that Green Bay is just gonna have a difficult time running the football I just I I just I that's why I just feel yeah. that it's on Rodgers shoulders and I I really think that it's going to be to be up to him, which I'm sure he relishes. But when you're looking overall at the quarterbacks that you could draft, I yeah. just think that he's going to maybe have have more opportunities. The one scare, the, not to sit on the fence and, and we can we can move on from this point. I do think that Brady is going to try to control the game and just like. He does, Mm -hmm. and I think that if you are in Kansas City, maybe you're seeing more points exchanged uh, between the two sides where Brady wouldn't mind keeping Rodgers on the sideline. That would be the one thing that I would – the cautionary tale is if the Buccaneers can control the football, then that will leave less opportunities for Aaron Rodgers.
0: Well, that's the big piece. If they get uh, a run game started with Fournette, because we know there are opportunities for big plays downfield, but most of – Tampa Bay's scoring drives are longer, more protracted yeah. drives. They just are. And it's not this necessarily the same, right? Because with Kamara, I think it was, all right, we'll catch you in the secondary, right? We trust our linebackers to stop you from breaking off 40-yard runs. But we're going to shut down and force Drew Brees to throw into tight windows. Likewise, you know, I would think that becomes the game plan with Rodgers, although the arm is much more lively <laughs> and just a flick of the wrist uh could get you in trouble in a hurry but it's certainly a chess match um yeah when we go we rank the quarterbacks you know Josh Allen and by the way letter flit don't leave your feet go hit the quarterback
1: take the 15 <laughs> yeah. yards it's yes. one of the
0: but again that goes into officiating in a long game response cuz I was incensed watching that loss. Like, just go up and pop him. He's not th- even if he throws the ball. There's nothing you can do. <laughs>
1: that's, that's the old pump fake. It Don't leave works. your feet.
0: <laughs> how, how
1: how would you rank? How would you rank the quarterbacks uh, with the four remaining heading in the conference championship? Sunday? I
0: think I go Allen one because of the rushing. Yep. Like, I think the yardage is going to be key. Maybe that's why Brian Dable didn't get a head coaching job. But we could save that for another time, too. Why didn't you run the ball at all? <laughs> well, Zach Moss was hurt. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'd go Allen one, Rogers two. My gut says Brady has a day. Oh, wow. And that this okay. game, actually, there's, there's points. So, it's very rare that you would say Patrick Mahomes would be fourth but I'm going to put him fourth.
1: Oh wow. All right, good cuz I thought I was crazy for putting him in third. So you're even No, I'm going to uh,
0: take any I'm going to flip those two guys on the back end.
1: All right. All right. I I'll have Rodgers second is is uh yeah, as I Allen Rodgers, then Mahomes, and then Tom Brady. All right. There's there's yeah. there's something that that we have done throughout this this last couple of weeks with playoffs. We've ran down our favorite stat lines of the fantasy football season. And we've had Darren Waller's game that he had against mm-hmm. the Jets, uh, Steven Goskowski and his missed kicks for the Titans that ended up with the game winner. Uh, you did the Joe Mixon signing last year. I was so – high earlier in the season, I was so high on Joe Mixon. It was it was crazy. But Joe Mixon actually had a good game in 2020. You may have forgotten about that. And uh, Stephon Diggs in the, in the big number. And, and Stefan Diggs has been such a story this year. Uh, Tyree Kill was a story as well in Week 12. So that's going to mm-hmm. be the stat line – as we count down our 10 favorite, it's not in the rankings of 10 through 1, but this is going to be our 5th and 6th favorite stat lines. The Tyree Kill 13-catch, 269-yard, 2-touchdown game against Tampa in Week 12. Uh, really, I mean... Th- that's the one where you search largest fantasy game by, a, you know, wide receiver, mm. biggest fantasy game. And in the first quarter, he had seven catches for 203 yards, yeah. if, if you remember the, that game. So the Tyreek Hill Buccaneers game makes our top 10 of our favorite stat lines of the season. You want to
0: talk about eyes getting wide watching. It's like, how is this guy wide open? Mm-hmm. And there are just games where there's nothing you can do against an individual. Right, you met we mentioned the Stefan Diggs against New England. New England normally erases a number one receiver. Nah, not so fast. I'm Stefan Diggs. Uh, and Josh Allen's growth, quite obviously. But and we see it with Devontae Adams. We talk about him all season long. It's like he's got a terrible matchup. Ah, he went for eight for one forty and two. It's like ah, stats don't matter. You know, that kind of thing. Same thing here. It's like, all right, great defense, top ten defense, and they just got absolutely worked.
1: My other favorite stat line, this is out of nowhere, but I had to I had to I had to put this in here because I love great stat lines and I love awful stat lines. And we go to the New York Jets for this one. Oh boy. Wide receiver Jeff Smith. This is this is why I love it. Was targeted eleven times in a game against the Cardinals in week five, where the Jets scored ten points, lost thirty to ten. Jeff Smith had three receptions for 23 yards. But what is, what is even more amazing than the eight missed targets that he did not uh, connect on was that he was also sacked. <laughs> and I don't know why I find it just so hilarious. And by the way, nobody is playing Jeff Smith in their fantasy league. No one's like, well, I got Jeff Smith going up against Arizona, so I feel pretty good. But of all the stat lines, when you talk about like number of targets, and we've said, man, this, you know, this guy had 10 targets. He only caught five footballs. What's going on there? This was an eight times missed and then. To not only get 11 targets but only come away with three catches for 23 yards and to to have a play where you actually sacked, one of my favorite stat lines of the entire 2020 season.
0: I dig that. With the proliferation of – end-arounds and halfback and wide receiver tosses? Sure. This is not going to be an outlier, Dan (laughs) Byer. We're going to see a trend. By the way, I'm proposing, you know, we always talk to Paul Charchin, uh, our buddy in the fantasy world, and we, we talk about new games and permutations. How about this? We create a league next year that starts in week three. So we get two weeks of data and you can only play teams, and it's a best ball scenario where you can only play players from teams in the bottom of these scoring offenses, oh, so you okay. have to draft Jets, which might have meant you would have had Jeff Smith on a roster, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, right? Because he had uh, yeah. what the week
0: before he'd had nine targets. You yeah. might be playing him, saying he's the new guy.
1: <laughs> Could be a shootout. Arizona comes to town. Kyler Murray, you know the Jets are going to need to score, and and maybe it was by that time we knew that the Jets were no good because I think we found out in like week two <laughs> that they uh, they were going to be absolutely awful, but. <laughs> Yeah, there was there's, uh, I mean there's there was a lot uh, a lot of good and a lot of bad in the NFL and that just ended up. I know it's bad, but it was uh, uh, one of my favorites. I mean, heck, 11, 11 times targeted, and uh, you only get three of them. That is so, so good. All right, all right, let's. Uh, Do you want to throw down some picks before we wrap up? If you don't even want to do game matchups, Mike, that's okay. You could tell us who guys should lock up for their fantasy, maybe put in their captain spots, get a few more points for it. Uh, How do you see Bucks and Packers and Bills and Chiefs playing out?
0: Well, I I never uh, want to go away from Stephon Diggs. Uh, I was really sad to see the effort from uh, Justin Tucker because I had picked the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl before the season. And, you know, I don't change my picks. I, I stayed with them and the Bucks, So the Bucks did me sure. right. Ravens go home. Lamar Jackson with that awful, awful interception uh, and really a lazy tackling attempt to try to make a play on that. But uh, what are you going to do? Uh, when we look at Buffalo, I, I think Stephon Diggs is the guy that I'm circling as a no matter what. Like, he Mm -hmm. would be my top top non-quarterback, right? Once we we get past our our four guys there, he would be my captain. And he's really the only guy I would trust coming out of the Buffalo side of the bracket, right? He and Josh Allen. I mean, that's it. Anything else you're wishing and hoping? I guess Cole Beasley. I'm hoping they can duct tape him together so he's or whatever you need to do to make him be right so you can get more than a two-target effort out of him. Because if he's not right, it could be a long day for Buffalo and just a lot of deep balls and wishing and hoping that Gabriel Davis and John Brown can come up with them. Um but I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the picks. You know, Buffalo. I, I champion Josh Allen uh, for MVP all year long. They're getting three on the road, uh, and there will be what 16,000 fans or thereabouts in Kansas City. But we talk about the issues with the Kansas City offense not being necessarily as explosive and efficient. I'll take the upset. I'll take Josh Allen to become the new Cover Boy.
1: All right, so the uh, bills go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. I uh, you know we talked about liking Josh Allen. You mentioned the uh, lack of, of production from Cole Beasley, who's, who's been dinged up. John Brown was the only other beneficiary that that Buffalo ended up having. Uh, th- that could be a look see as well. On the other game, Buccaneers and Packers, in terms of who's making a, a, a play, I'll just say this: for as much as I like Rodgers as a play, I like the other. The, I like his wide receivers just as much of of Lazard and mm-hmm. and MVS and specifically Devontae. Adams, if you could figure out a way to, to, to make it work, I'm loading up on those guys, just again, because I know Green Bay has got a bunch of guys to run the ball, I just don't think they're going to be able to do it against Tampa.
0: Yeah, give me the stack, right? Give mm-hmm. me Rodgers with one of those second or third options. Give me either sure. Lazard or MVS, right? If you're going to go he and uh, Devontae Adams, you've just given up all of your salary cap. And <laughs> you cannot field the team. Uh, but, yeah, you can maybe I,
1: get Bill Schrader. That's what nice, you can get. Nicely so, done. yeah
0: that's a good poll.
1: Or it's Schroeder. Depends on what part of Wisconsin you're from.
0: That's a fair point, too. As long as it has the umlaut, we're all good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's where I'm looking Green Bay. I would agree. I mean, if, if Dylan's cleared, then he's probably going to be the lowest valued of the running backs if you want to take a chance that you get a goal line touch. Yeah. But I think the way teams are selling out or have and the way Tampa will defend I think you're more likely to see another Rodgers bootleg and scamper into the end zone than, than you will the running backs necessarily taking it in. So and that's where I'm looking at Green Bay.
1: Yeah, and I would take Ronald Jones over Leonard Fournette, as crazy as it sounds. Jones probably comes a little bit cheaper, mm-hmm. and I just can't count on Fournette's uh, receiving uh, abilities so I would rather take the shot that maybe Jones gets in the end zone as opposed to Leonard Fournette at a cheaper price.
0: Yeah, you're going to get him at a better value. Uh, I just say, and, and I don't know that this is necessarily true because they still were a top 12 to 13 uh, against the run, right? Because that, that was the narrative coming into the last. You can run on Bay. It's like, that's eh, all relative. You're normally down 20. So sure. you, maybe yeah. you can do a couple of draw plays that you pick up some yardage but you're not really establishing the run but if Tampa wants to create balance right and get a little play action going that's the guy you're going to have to sell it with i think
1: i, I like your bills pick i actually will, will side with that as well and i just i just don't see i don't see green bay losing to the buccaneers twice i think tampa has got a really good chance but i think green bay ends up winning on sunday so i'll go with the bills packers super bowl 55
0: because i like chaos And because I picked him before the season. Yeah. When everybody wrote Tom Brady off and said he's old. He's terrible. A lot of guys on our network seem to have that <laughs> consensus, Dan, who seem to be changing their stories all of a sudden. I, well, I don't know. Well, I can say this. <laughs> I also
1: picked the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl preseason. And then when we started the playoffs, I picked the Bills and Saints. There so, you okay. I, you know, I, I should have just did what you did because then I would have went back to the Buccaneers pick and at least picked the Bills at the start of the playoffs. But instead, I just am like, who cares? I'm wrong enough anyway. No, but not hey, on look, fantasy. It, it, not on fantasy. No,
0: no, no. Fantasy always uh, – Absolute gold. Yes. Where do you see our gold packages for
1: 2021? <laughs> <But> the,
0: <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I got ideas. All but right, the good. the other side being, you know, with, with Brady and all those weapons, look, it will not look like the game we saw earlier this season. There's just nope. no way in that regard. But when they did have that big outing, again, they were not the team they are now. We're talking about Tampa and where that offense is and can be with big plays. So I expect a, a fantastic – like, I'm looking forward to this game about as much as I've looked forward to a conference title game in a long time. I mean, we got the treat. Brady-Breeze, while it was decided by the Bucks defense, you can argue that pretty easily, right, and what they did in terrorizing Drew Brees. We got that marquee matchup. Now we get Brady and Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I mean, and on the other side, you got Mahomes and Allen, two guys that are – the faces pushing forward like I think it's it's you couldn't have scripted it any better with the way this season has played out all the twists and turns and wringing of hands and gnashing of teeth and all of the problems that people tried to see with the league you might disagree with how you got there but here we are three games left and some of the brightest stars still on the stage.
1: I, I'll just leave you with this thought. If Tom Brady is able to uh, be fortunate enough to get past Green Bay, and let's just say they face the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and end up winning, Brady would have beaten Mahomes, Rogers, Breeze, and Heineke on his way. <laughs> about, Come to think of about, it, I'll have yeah. a Heineke to finish. Give <laughs> Mike on, sw- on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. You can always tweet us, at Flex. <laughs> Enjoy Conference Sunday. And when we reconvene, we will look ahead to Super Bowl 55. We'll talk to you then.